Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. Today I want to talk about uh, the tournament in terms of is there more upsets this year on the men's and women's sides than in previous years? I want to get into uh, tonight's really good matchups between uh, some heavyweights, Michigan and Villanova and Gonzaga, Arkansas. We'll get into those games. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the free agency spending in baseball. Remember, they were arguing for 100 days, a war, a lockout, the owners and the players union and the battle for the CBA. And then when it all got settled and the dust had cleared, they had spent $3.2 billion in free agency. Uh, so believe me, they have no money problems in baseball. Plus, I want to talk about the NBA play-in tournament, what that's all about, in case you didn't know or you forgot. So let's start with the madness as it continues tonight. And you think about it, uh, 16 uh, remaining teams can uh, tell you how hard it is to get into the Sweet 16. The average seeds of the Sweet 16s in both brackets are lower than their historical numbers. Is it the new normal? Who knows? Uh, but you got all these teams that have stunned everyone like St. Peter's, etc. But the average men's Sweet 16 seed between 1994 and 2022 was 4.5. The average men's Sweet 16 seed in 2022, 5.3. How about Gonzaga? They've made the Sweet 16 seven consecutive times. You know, in the modern era, only Duke and North Carolina have done that feat. On the ladies' side, UConn, they always get there. The Huskies reached their 28th consecutive regional semifinal. UConn has been in every Sweet 16 since the field expanded in 1994. I mean, think about it. This year, Baylor and a top seed, number two seeds, Kentucky and Auburn, were both bounced and sent home. Early exits. See you later. When you think about it, Virginia and Xavier had that same uh, demise in the 2018 tournament. And then Illinois had that problem last year. Kentucky got sent home by St. Peter's, a 15 seed. The Peacocks then beat Murray State and now face Purdue in the East Regional Semi in Philadelphia. In three of the last four men's Sweet 16s, they've had an average seed weaker than five. What's crazy about the women's side is that since the field expanded to 64 teams in 94, 96% of the number one seeds have advanced to the Sweet 16. That's domination. Same thing in 22. South Carolina, Stanford, North Carolina State, and Louisville all made it to the regional semis. Just like the trend I was talking about. But there were upsets. Creighton stunned Iowa and Caitlin Clark in Iowa City. They were a number two. Bounced. Number two, Baylor. Bounced by South Dakota. 
Then earlier this week, number five Notre Dame went into Norman and upset number four Oklahoma in their gym. And then how about Kim Mulkey's number three seeded LSU? They hosted Ohio State in Baton Rouge and they lost on their home floor. Number four seed Arizona lost at home by 18 to North Carolina. Three other top seeded hosts, Indiana, Yukon, and Tennessee, advanced all of them in close games. Having Creighton and South Dakota, both 10 seeds, at this point in their first Sweet 16s, uh, it's the first time you've seen two double-digit seeds in this spot since 2018. So at the end of the day, I guess you're not surprised anymore when you see all these lower-seeded teams pulling off upsets and advancing. Now let's talk about these great games tonight. And uh, I mentioned them before. You cannot beat these games. How about Michigan and Villanova? Michigan's getting four and a half. The total's 135. Uh, The money line is Michigan plus 180, Villanova minus 225. They play tonight at 7.30 on TBS. The game's in San Antonio. The Wolverines won 19-14, and 15-18 and 18 against the spread. The Wildcats 28-7, and 18-16-1 against the spread. This Sweet 16, Dandy's a rematch of the 2018 National Championship game where Nova won big 79-62. Now Jay Wright has the Cats in the Sweet 16 for the second straight year and potentially in line for a third national championships in the last six years. The guy just gets it done in Philly. Nova's won seven straight in the month of March and got to the Sweet 16 by beating Delaware by 20 as a 15-point favorite and then taking down number seven seed Ohio State by 10 as a five-point favorite in the second round. Michigan had a... You know, horrible end of the regular season after Juwan Howard was suspended for punching another coach on Wisconsin's team. But then they go into the uh, tournament. They came back from 15 down in the first round to beat Colorado State and then upset number two seed Tennessee easily 76-68 as a six and a half point dog in the second round. Hunter Dickinson is averaging 18.7 points and eight and a half rebounds per game. He's a force in the low block, and it's going to be fun to see him take on Nova's Eric Dixon down low in the block. Uh, That's going to be a huge matchup. Dixon's a sophomore, but he's had double digits in scoring in both of the Wildcats' wins in the tourney so far. Eli Brooks has been playing great for Michigan, averaging 19.5 points, five boards, five and a half times per game. The Wildcats have the edge, though, at the point with Colin Gillespie, 16 a game. Watch for Nova's Justin Moore, 15 a game. Jermaine Samuels, 10.5 a game and six rebounds a game. Two guys that do it at both ends of the floor for the Cats. And uh, they're going to try to get to the Elite A for the third time in six tourneys. Since 2016, Nova is 18-3 and in the NCAA tournament under Jay Wright. And the Wildcats are 17-4 against the spread in their last 21 NCAA tournament games when they're favored. As for the other great game, Arkansas and Gonzaga. The four Razorbacks against the one Bulldogs. Arkansas is getting eight and a half. The total's 155. Moneyline, Arkansas plus three and a quarter. Gonzaga minus 450. Uh, this one goes off at 7.09 on CBS. The Razorbacks 20-14-1 against the spread. Dogs 14-14-3 against the spread. The games of the chase in the city by the bay. San Francisco, Cali, baby. 
It opened up with Gonzaga an eight-point favorite over Arkansas and moved to a nine-point edge. But Gonzaga's been 2-6-2 two, and two against the spread in the past month despite going 9-1 and one straight up. They beat Georgia State by 21 in the first round but didn't cover the 23 and a hook in the second round. Uh, they were down 10 at the half and they beat Memphis 82-78 but they didn't cover the 9.5. So they didn't cover in either game. You know who to watch. Drew Timmy, 18 a game. Chet Holmgren, 14 a game and 9.8 rebounds, plus he swats three or four shots a game. Uh, the kid's a toothpick, but boy, does he have long arms and reach. Andrew Nemhard, 12 a game. Julian Strother, 11.8 a game. They can all get it done. I can't believe they're back in this tournament this deep after that great team last year went undefeated and then lost in the championship game, their only loss. First team SEC forward Jalen Williams has been great for Arkansas in the tournament. Consecutive double-doubles, averaging 11.5 points and 12.5 rebounds. Uh, Problem is, uh, he shoots 35% from the field. He was 8 of his uh, 23 from the free throw line. Arkansas did enough to squeak by both Vermont and New Mexico State. a lot of the money in Vegas backed the Catamounts as five-point dogs and successfully won that bet when Arkansas won by four. I don't know. I'm struggling with this one because uh, you think Arkansas can cover nine. You'd think they'd be in the game in a you know, regional semi that they would show up and cover to nine. I don't think they're going to win the game. I need them to cover the spread, and Gonzaga hasn't been covering the spread, so do you grab the nine? I mean, I can't sleep at night over this. Now let's talk about the NBA play-in tournament. Just so you know, it's going to be April 12th through April 15th. Six total games involving eight teams as part of the play-in tourney split up between the two conferences. Of course, the teams that finish one through six in each conference will be guaranteed playoff spots, while the numbers seven through ten in the standings will be in the play-in. Any team that finishes worse than ten is a lottery pick. In game one, the number seven team in the standings uh, by winning percentage will host the number eight team with the winner earning the number seven seed in the playoffs. The losing team gets another chance in game three. Game two has the number nine hosting the number 10 with the winner moving on to game three. The loser is eliminated and enters the NBA draft lottery. Game three, the loser of the 7-8 will host the winner of the 9-10 matchup with the victor grabbing the number eight seed in the postseason. The loser of game three also enters the lottery. Bottom line, the teams with the seventh and eighth highest winning percentage will have two opportunities to win one game to earn a playoff spot, while the teams with the ninth and tenth need to win two straight games to advance. Once that's settled, the 22 NBA playoffs will begin on April 16th, and Game 1 of the NBA Finals is set for June 2nd. As for baseball, free agency, and all the money they're spending, the previous record for money spent on free agent contracts in one offseason was $2.4 billion in 2016. This year, 130 players have signed major league contracts for $3.265 billion. That's a 36% increase. The highest spending team was the Texas Rangers. They spent big on Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon's deals. Seager, 10 years, $325 million. Simeon, 7 years, $175 million. You got to be kidding me. The lowest spending teams, the Brewers, $12.9 million. The Orioles, $7.9 million. The Reds, $5.5 million. Cleveland Guardians, $900,000. That's pathetic. And the A's, who haven't spent a penny. The Cubs signed the most players, free agents, 
That that is with twelve. With all the money they're spending, you wonder why they ever had an argument. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.